With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hello and welcome to the MMQB NFL Podcast. I'm Gary Grambling. And I'm Connor Orr. And Connor, the date as we tape this is November 16th. And as you know, uh, the annual tradition is that this is a mailbag show. I mean, since at least 1999, I can remember this being the case. Yeah, it's uh, you can you can see it carved in the walls of the caves uh, <laughs> that November 16th is a podcast mailbag show. Uh, no, there was just nothing like you know really really gripping us or anyone in the NFL world right now. We're we're kind of in the the NFL's version of the dog days, so. Why don't we just answer some miscellaneous questions from strangers is uh, where we're at. Yeah, and we should note that the narrative six-part Jeff Saturday podcast um, on his heroic rise, (laughs) like that's coming. It's just it takes us time to put that together. So in the meantime, in order to provide you with some content, we're still just going to do a a mailbag. But you're right. This is the dog days. And – Someone, I was talking to someone about this the other day, um, which I thought was interesting. And the person said, this is baseball in June. And we're making a big deal out of November losses that nobody is even going to think about. Um, that won't even make the, the SI commemorative issue of this team. Like whatever team wins the Super Bowl, if it's the Bills, right? 
mm-hmm. is that is that Jets loss going to even be in there? Is the the Vikings loss will probably be in there, right? Because that was an amazing game. That was incredible. But um, I don't can know. If I the just, Eagles win the Super Bowl. Is that Commanders game going to be in there? Can I just build off of this because we're talking about it now? And I was going to save this for later in the show because it's really just on the nose. Kind of let me read you some results type of uh, type of analysis here, but. I do want to just quickly, November uh, 29th in 2020, Bucks lost their second straight game. They lost three of four. They were seven and five. Everyone thought they were done. Uh, if you go back last year, uh, the Rams, they lost three in a row. Uh, weeks nine through 12, there was a bye week in between there, and they were dead in the water. They were going to be you know, missing the playoffs or one and done or whatever it might be. Uh, the Bills, everyone's kind of freaking about, uh, freaking out about the Bills. We're going to talk about the Bills in a little bit. They, they had, I've, I've forgotten about this, uh, uh, this run, this two and four run that started in Week Nine and ended uh, with that overtime Bucks loss in Week Fourteen. But they lost to the Jags. They scored six points in Jacksonville. They got blown out by the Colts. That was the worst game this team has played in a very long time. They got hammered in their own building by the by the Colts. Uh, it was forty one fifteen, but it wasn't that close. Remember that. You had the two weeks later, you had the Mac Jones three pass game in the wind, and then you had the Bucks loss. And, you know, wow. everyone's, everyone, oh man, they, they lost back to back, the Jets and the Vikings. And it's like, I, I, whatever. It, lose them now. Yeah. You know, better, <laughs> better to lose these games now than in, uh, than in January when it's single elimination. Uh, oh my God. So when the Eagles lost to the Commanders on, uh, on Monday night. Mm-hmm. I wrote this. I was like, this is the best possible thing that could happen to them. The best possible thing. They got like nine ridiculous fumbles and idiotic mistakes out of the way. Um, Brandon Graham will never do that again, uh, hitting the quarterback while he's given himself up. And yeah, he's a 13-year vet, but he will never come close to doing that again. And he especially won't come close to doing it again in the playoffs with an important game on the line. Um, You could even say like Quez Watkins isn't going to try to quickly do a somersault and then stand back up and run because now he knows like my equilibrium's off. I'm probably going to drop the football. I think this this is this is the best possible thing that can happen. Sometimes you should lose a few games. Just do it. And that's the thing. They were in for a regression in turnover differential. They, They were basically plus two per game going yeah. to that Monday night game. But the way they lo- – I mean, Dallas Goddard gets his face ripped off uh, and then loses a fumble. And the Quez Watkins play where you complete a, uh, you know, a 60-yard pass and then he, you know, gets a little bit dizzy and, and drops the ball. I mean, those are not <laughs> – that's not like, oh, man, we're real turnover prone now. Uh, we just have guys who drop the ball at random time. No, that's not a thing. Like non-quarterback turnovers are just not a thing and you had two of them that swung that game on uh on Monday night. So, whatever. Everyone just relax. There's so much more time left in the season. It's it's again, real real quick. Week 10 or through week 10 last year. Bengals were 5 and 4. The Chiefs were 5 and 4. Uh sorry, the Chiefs were 6 and 4. They hadn't had their bye week. Um the Cardinals Remember the Cardinals? Remember the Cardinals fans? Eight and two. Um, <laughs> Cardinals suck. 
it's it's <laughs> just it's not worth getting worked up about. There are teams that have fundamental issues that will keep them from having success going forward. There are teams that I think there are maybe question marks about what happens when uh, uh, there, there's more tape out there and maybe teams can uh, prepare for them a little bit more thoroughly. But no, no, nothing that happened in November should have changed anyone's outlook on any team at this point. I agree, Gary. Let's open anyway, some mail. I was going to say, the thing that we said we'd do is answer other people's questions rather than yelling at each other uh, while agreeing. So this first one is coming from Ray in Boston. Uh, hey, guys, random question for you. Wintry Mix here. Ooh, Wintry Mix. In wintry the Northeast mix. last night. Are you pro-snow or anti-snow, especially in Western New York, uh, where they should be getting some high-profile snow games coming up soon. I'm glad we're starting with a weather report here, because uh, there is uh, there's a low-pressure system that's fronting its way uh, across the uh, lake region, which will lead to snow on sun- Sunday. I just <laughs> pulled up the 10-day forecast on my phone yeah. uh, from, from my area, and we're not cracking 30 degrees until next Friday. Man. Whoa. That's terrible. We got to have Oh, no, David. wait. Are those the lows? Those are the lows. <laughs> Never mind. See, we got to have David Lynch on the show to do his I weather know. report. Yeah. And, I, uh... I don't know anything about weather. <laughs> Did you ever do... You went You you went to Syracuse, correct? Yeah. Yep. We, um, did, were you a broadcast journalism major? No, I was I was a magazine journalism major. Oh, look at you using your degree. Mm-hmm. There you uh, go. I was a broadcast journalism major, and oh, I didn't know that. Yeah do you, do you remember uh, NCC News, which was Newhouse News Network C- closed like, circuit thing? Yeah, yeah. It was like we did the news every day as broadcast students, and they would play it embarrassingly in the cafeteria of the school. And nobody else saw it. And hopefully they throw those tapes into a furnace somewhere. But there are some days where you have to produce the show. You have to shoot it. You have to do whatever. And only once I did the weather. And my God, what an absolute disaster that was. Getting used to pointing at the thing behind (laughs) you. The green screen, right? The green screen behind you. And when I say... Sometimes when I think about a coach melting down or a player melting down in a big game, I'm like, Connor, think about the time that you had to do the weather on a closed circuit student news network that was never going to be seen by anybody else in life. And they they outperformed you so significantly in that in like that equal pressure scenario. But weather, it's a prickly thing. And I feel very bad for the people on the news who have to do that. It's a very hard job. It is. It is. Uh, meteorologists. It's a science. True. <laughs> so back to the question here, because right? <laughs> it's supposed to be like a couple of feet for Bill's Browns on, on Sunday, I believe, uh, according to the Internet. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of of a mixed mindset when it comes to snow games. I, I used to host this show with someone named Andy Benoit, who uh, now is a Super Bowl champion with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, he was firmly, and he talked about this on the show, he was entirely 100% anti-snow game. He thought it was not real football. It just, it makes the game into basically, you might as well have just both teams go out and flip a coin at uh, at midfield and decide it that way. It, it does not give you 
uh, a fair assessment of of the better team between uh, between the two uh, participants. So uh, I'll I'll throw it to you and and hope you're a little bit takey here. Well, I like how you said you had a mixed opinion when you could have said you have a wintry mixed opinion, right? Yeah. On, on snow games. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could have, but you chose not to, <laughs> um, and that's fine. But I think if if we're if we're boiling everything down to it doesn't determine the best team, then every then every game needs to be a baseball series. If we're, like if we're going to that, then oh, it doesn't determine the best team. It doesn't determine the best team. Mm-hmm. Then you should have to play them three times in a row um, in a week. You should have the Super Bowl be a best of seven series. If we're really that concerned about playing, uh, determining the best team, then there are far more broader avenues. And I would argue the complete opposite of that, which is weather is part of the job. Um, I want uh, our former co-host and excellent person, friend, uh, Jenny Vrentis. I remember she was the pool reporter for the New England Patriots a couple times, and when they were in the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. listening to her stories about Bill Belichick being concerned about what time the retractable roof is opening. Are you serious? Like, but that's part of your job that those are things that you need to think about and you need to think about, Oh, well, if it's snowing, I can do this. And, um, I talked to Stephen Gilmore, uh, about this once. And I said, what was the best piece of advice, direct advice that Bill Belichick gave he said one time he was just like walking up and down the field before the game, gauging the wind and looking at the wind patterns in the stadium. And he's like, listen, first go ball that they throw when we're going in this direction, I want you to play behind the receiver just a little bit. And um, and I think the ball is going to come to you. I think the wind is that heavy today. And guess what happened? He intercepted a ball like it's it's incredible. And I think that weather in general is is part of the game. We're also it's a big weather uh, time in the ore house right now. So we're reading um, <laughs> the popular book right now is the amazing Mumford from Sesame street does weather. Mm-hmm. So, yep. and it's sort of this bit where he brings everybody into the auditorium for a magic show and he's supposed to make it rain, but instead of making it rain, he makes all the other weathers happen. And so Grover goes through fog and sleet and um, uh, wind and all that stuff. And yeah. then, uh, and then sunshine. So, uh, I mean, we're, we're big into weather right now. Uh, okay. In, in fairness, I would think Grover would be cool with that. It's still pretty impressive. Lots of Very, precipitation. A lot of precipitation in that auditorium. I don't know how they cleaned it up. Hmm. Okay, you kind of swayed me a little bit. Uh, I do like the thought of you know Kevin Stefanski showing up on Sunday afternoon and just being like, "Ugh, this snow. It, whatever. Do whatever you want, guys. Like, I <laughs> we're not calling plays today. Just run around. <laughs> Everyone run around for for three hours, and we'll get out of here." Uh, what was the uh, the Trey Lance game earlier this year? Like the one game he played oh, like in against in the, the Bears? Monsoon, yeah. Out yeah, in Soldier but like, Field. that is, it's part of the deal. It's like, why else do we have these $3 billion Death Star operations? Like, there should be a cleats guy who, this is his time to shine. Like, this yeah. is why you're employed by the organization. It's like, you get to be the, you know, it's like why... I'm sure the government has some sort of asteroid expert. And it's like when there's an asteroid coming to Earth, you get to be the hero. And so Cleats guy gets to be the hero. Or um, uh, who's the, uh, you know, the guy who sews the hand 
warmers into the jerseys real quick like that guy you know like yeah weather, weather provides all of these hardworking people with infinite purpose in life and i and i love i love that about weather okay. you didn't think i was going to be that passionate about this did you no i didn't uh i, I didn't think anyone today. could be that passionate about that but <laughs> yeah i like that and and i think we've uh i think we've provided some good answers here for ray um i will i'm, I'm leaning i'm like Whatever, I'm 60% of the way to being uh, pro snow. I think it's aesthetically pleasing. I think it's pretty. I love the, um, that was a quote from my grandma who said her favorite thing in the world is that next, on the window on the other side of her bedroom is like a pan. There's like a pan there, like a frying pan for some reason. It's yeah. outside. Okay. But, so it catches the falling snow. She'll sit there and listen to falling snow being caught in a in like a pan it's like her favorite thing it's a very okay. cool thing snow is a very it's a very uh underrated thing i don't know if it's underrated but it is a cool thing uh, i think snow doesn't get its its due it's less it's less damaging like it's more incon it's more of an inconvenient weather system right than a it's not a hurricane it's not a flood, right? Mm-hmm, it's just, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty. You can play in it. Um, it gets you off of school. It's synonymous with a very happy time of the year. And I think we dismiss it as just, you know, I think the fact that it's cold drags it down a little bit in the power rankings. But I would, I would say snow gets a bad rap for being largely the best weather pattern, like the best, the best instance of weather outside of sunshine. Hmm. I'll think about that one because it, it's right. potentially dangerous and it makes it difficult to drive and you got to shovel it. It makes you work. It does make it difficult to drive. That's fair. Um, yeah, that's fair. I guess Gary's in um, big sunshine's pocket here. Big rain's pocket. <laughs> just trashing snow on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I just don't go outside. It doesn't affect <laughs> me at all. This is it. We've got an Amex platinum pro on our hands. Ladies and gentlemen, we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. This next one is coming from Bryce in Toledo. Uh, didn't Deshaun Watson sign with the Browns because he was supposed to be good? Yeah, or, or because they were supposed to be good. Yeah, that was that was kind of the thing, right? It was he was looking at the uh sort of the Southeast teams. And then all of a sudden it was, well, the Browns have the best supporting cast, the best infrastructure in place for me, and therefore I will go there and they will win the derby of uh, you know teams that sort of debase themselves and lower themselves into a sewer to uh, get in on this. But ye- they're really not good defensively. And I don't want to overstate what happened in Miami last week uh, because the Dolphins are obviously, they're just cooking everyone. I mean, there's the amount of wide open space on that field is unfathomable for an NFL game. What Mike McDaniels is doing to people is, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's rude uh, is, is what I'd say. Uh, But as far as this Brown team goes, they're bad defensively, and I wonder if it's partially because they really built themselves. I, I feel like they went all in to stop Lamar Jackson. Uh, they got a lot of sort of Lamar stoppers, uh, smaller guys, and it just hasn't really worked out. But they just that back seven hasn't gelled in any way, shape, or form either. Yeah, so right now the Browns are 27th in turnovers caused. They are 31st in points allowed. Uh, they are 19th against the pass. Um, they are 23rd against the run, but 27th in yards per attempt, which I think is sort of a better measure Mm -hmm. of this. Um, their offense is, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty amazing that they're seventh in efficiency right now. Um, basically because of the running game, I think they're 18th in dropback success rate. So whatever insert Jacoby Brissett comment there, Gary, Mm -hmm. but, um, no, I don't even have to convince people anymore. Yeah. He's just, he's just good. So I would, I would guess, and sure. Some of the parameters change, like maybe Deshaun helps you hold the ball a couple more times. You take a few more possessions away from other teams. You're scoring a little bit more frequently than you would without him, but okay. They scored, 
this year they've scored 25 or more points in one, two, three, four, five, five of their games. They only scored fewer than 20 points twice. So I don't know. I mean, how much better does this offense get with the current receivers that they have Mm -hmm. next year? Because you're really playing for next year. Next year, Nick Chubb's a year older. Um, and we're seeing running backs hang on a little bit longer. Certainly Saquon Barkley's had a longer shelf life. Derrick Henry recovered from a broken foot, which is mm-hmm. nuts. Um, but you probably lose Kareem Hunt. Tried to, uh, I guess, entertain the idea of trading him. Maybe you're trying to get another back in the draft or whatever, but uh, you don't have any first-round picks. Are you, are you going to pay big for a wide receiver this offseason to pair with Watson? Uh, maybe you try to swing a deal for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is here but how much better is that versus do you have enough time and equity and patience and can you find the right coach to make this defense better because i would guess and this is i don't think we're breaking any news here but i i would guess they're going to go into next season with a different defensive coordinator yeah yeah it's mm, it's just really surprising that it's slid backwards here uh when it should be getting better. <laughs> I think when you have a group together, uh, you bring in a bunch of new faces. It takes a year or two to sort of get it going, but it's been so much worse in year two than in year one. Uh, you know, and we'll see. So the salary cap is a lie, but I don't know how drastic a remake can be. Uh, so you're right. I think it's probably going to be a new defensive coordinator run this thing in uh, 2023. Maybe, uh, well, I don't want to, That I don't think that's, uh, I'm not going to speculate, but, um, well, I see, I just looked up DeAndre Hopkins. So even if they traded him next year, that was a big contract extension. Yeah. Um, it was a two year, well, it was a two year, $54 million deal, but still they're going to pay a buttload of dead money if they try to get rid of him after this year. Um, interesting. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know it, who's available, you know? I'll say this. We know the receiver market's kind of going wild right now. Uh, the Browns had something of a find in Amari Cooper. Uh, obviously, they're paying him a fair amount, but you know, not a lot of draft capital to get him in there. If you shop in that aisle, maybe you unearth another treasure here. Right now, so this is just pro football focus, the best free agents of next year. Who do you think mm-hmm. their number one wide receiver is coming out next year? Oh, gosh. Uh, Free agent receivers next year. Uh, I honestly have absolutely no idea. I'll say, uh, did Michael Gallup get a long-term deal? Michael Gallup. He got a multi-year deal, didn't he? He got a multi-year deal, I think, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm going to be terrible at this game because I I don't even know who the uh, upcoming free agents are at this point. Uh, So it's got to be, I'm trying to think who would have, gotten a fifth year oh marquise brown oh okay marquise brown they have um jacoby myers as the best free agent wide receiver for next year available by grade so it's like boy i don't know i mean nelson aguilar sterling shepherd uh al Lazard, (laughs) juju smith schuster um those are some really good role players. Olamide Zacchaeus. Yeah. Uh, Mac Hollins. Um, 
Nicole Hardman, you might be able to hit it big with him. Like Nicole Hardman, you're probably going to pay a lot of money to. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are probably looking at it and saying, unless you have a very specific plan for him, uh, if he didn't kind of, you know, grasp and hold on to that uh, Tyreek Hill role in Kansas City and, and sort of be that replacement, I just don't know. You're paying Michael Harbin. I don't know, man. Not for me. I, you know, but whatever. If that team doesn't go to the playoffs next year, everybody's getting canned. Yeah. That's Except for the quarterback. Sure. Except yeah, the quarterback and the you owner. Can't. All right, next one. Uh, this is from uh, Henry in England. He sent this via electronic mail. Uh, is Carson Wentz's backup better than Carson Wentz again? Uh, I don't. Uh, I, I, Sam Howell? <laughs> I don't know who Carson Wentz's backup is. I think Taylor Heineke is the starter in, in Washington, at least for the time being. I don't think you'd etch it in stone for the rest of the season, but uh, yeah, this seems to be the taxpayer's team right now. Oh, yeah. It's not even April and the taxpayer is shining, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, You know, he filed them. He's going to file them like January 1. He's so organized, yes. you know? It's, and, and that's the thing. Is he going to get distracted late in the year? Uh, True. By when tax season starts. Tax you know? season three months away? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I could be making too much of this one, but I don't know why we're even making this a big deal to be honest like i don't think there's a question that taylor heineke deserves to be the starter until further notice Mm -hmm. um like if i'm ron rivera like i get it right i mean i've been on beats before where there's been a three-way quarterback controversy actually between mark sanchez tim tebow and greg mcelroy so (laughs) i've i've lived through it buddy i've been through it um and I think everybody knows the answer to the question, but you still have to pose it because whatever the coach says is a story. If he's, if he's noncommittal, that's a story. If he's forcefully behind Taylor Heineke, that's a story. And if he's forcefully behind Carson Wentz, that's a story. So I get why we have to do it. Um, I understand how this works, but I mean, everyone has eyes. I think we saw that Eagles game. I think the way that they've designed this thing, it fits him really well stylistically. Um, And so Taylor Heineke, if you put that, that processing system and that like effort confidence into Carson Wentz's body, I think you'd have like, I think you'd really have something there, you know? Yeah. That's into that (laughs) offense. That's kind of what Carson Wentz was in 2017. Uh, right before before this all kind of went sideways a little bit uh I, look right now taylor heineke is just like a he's hot that's the way it goes sometimes i don't know if it's necessarily sustainable uh it's a lot of uh obviously a, a lot of misdirection built in that offense um it's a it's funny like you just the touch is good but there's just no zip behind anything he throws. So I, I get the concerns. I get the shortcomings. But uh, it's working right now. He is um, whatever. He's your uh, you're in the final four and your uh, five foot 11 uh, walk on just came out and hit like four straight threes. And it's kind of like, I don't know. guess we got to see where this goes at this point. Leave him in. You know, who's a good uh, 
do you do you have it like a deep callback of any kind on that i would love if there was like man the michigan dude did that against louisville that one year oh you know uh, who? spike something you know who would be a good one who's that do you remember kevin pitt snoggle yeah he was a big dude though he, it's true he was a big dude and he was a starter but um he was just like a random guy that was just slinging threes you know it was a uh, spike albrecht was was the guy who did it and <laughs> um and yeah they just uh he came out on fire they lost anyway because <laughs> and he didn't he stopped making every shot he took uh after a little while but yeah man go spike albrecht here uh, stick with Taylor Heineke, see where it goes. And the other thing is, uh, not to pile on Carson Wentz, who I'm sure is a perfectly nice guy, but uh, uh, there's no urgency to go back to him. It's not like you had something magical going and, and we got to get him back in the lineup. Yeah, and at this point, it just hurts you as a team, right? You Don't you lose? Isn't there some sort of a compensatory deal on this trade oh too? yeah there is isn't there always percentage? is there always is with carson Wentz. yeah like that's that's just what he comes with kevin pitsnoggle by the way gary is a uh high school principal right now which is pretty cool oh nice i'd go to that school i would go to that school let's just watch go to that school dom <laughs> uh <laughs> watch him sign some uh papers or whatever principals do during the day no doubt hmm There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I think we got time for one more here. This is coming from uh, Tom on Twitter. Uh, are the Packers heating up? Uh, everyone's feeling real good in Green Bay. Uh, it was a long, cold uh, October there, and uh, I don't know... I don't know if things are turning around. Uh, I don't think the ceiling on this team is what we thought it would be. And I think it's less about the offense for me, and it's more about the defense, uh, which hasn't played up to the level they did a year ago. And now they're also, you know, no Rashawn Gary. Uh, you know, we'll see about Devondre Campbell here. I don't think they have the, uh, I don't think they have the defense to make up for the growing pains on offense is what it comes down to. Is there a point where you recognize the athleticism of your receiving core but their lack of precision and you just say like f it like and and i know you can't you can't really do that right there's no drawing up plays in the dirt in professional football but is there a is there a way to just sort of <laughs> allow them to play a little bit and just sort of abandon because you're not aj Dillon's not working your offensive line's too banged up you're not the marriage of the run in the pass game is a great idea in theory when you have a dominant run game and it's just not yeah. happening for them. And so at some point, if you're Aaron Rodgers, are you just like, let me take this thing over. And uh, do you remember when um, I think it was like towards the end of um, Mike McCarthy and Brett Favre? I remember there being like a big special on it. I think I was in college. Right. And it was called like they called the offense like the big five. And it was just Brett Favre and five wide receivers. And then you would just Brett Favre was just kind of farving it, you know, and <laughs> like Mike McCarthy's like, yeah, you know, we came out, came up with this idea. But like, it just looks kind of like Brett doing kind of whatever he wants to do. Um, and it was yeah. working for a little while. He was slinging it, you know, <sighs> the game I think back to with this Packers team is last year. Uh, the I think it was a Thursday night in Arizona. Uh, where they went in, it was no Devonte Adams, and they were missing a bunch of guys because of COVID protocols and stuff like that. And it was like Amari Rogers. Amari Rogers got let go this week, uh, and just a bunch of really young dudes out there. And the play that always sticks out to me is they had a little uh, little route for Amari Rogers to run out into the flat and uh, you know make a catch on field, and he just he took it too far upfield, and the pass was incomplete. And Aaron Rodgers was just furious. And that was like the end of Amari Rodgers. Uh, I don't think you can necessarily do it with Rodgers, where you just say, let's let's just play it. Let's just improvise. You can do it when you have Jordy Nelson and James Jones and all those guys from those teams. But I don't think these guys can can improvise with him. And that's kind of the 
that's kind of the core of the problem. I think you can go out there and say, we're going to hand it to Aaron Jones a ton and A.J. Dillon close to a ton, uh, even though... <laughs> We're kind of losing something with that uh, transition from Jones to, to Dylan. Uh, and anytime it looks like Christian Watson is singled up on the outside, just run straight up field and we're going to chuck it. Yeah. I but mean, I also, I, I do like the idea of running 40 triple reverses in one game. It's so funny because there's never, um, I was thinking about the Titans and they had a flea flicker, very successful flea flicker on Sunday. And it's almost like, you know, how the zone read became its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, at, you know, whatever it was, 60 years ago, that was a trick play, right? Faking yep. a handoff to somebody and running in the other direction. Holy smokes, <laughs> you know. Um, but if I were the Titans, like the flea flicker should be your base offense where like every play Derrick Henry feigns flea flicking and then just runs it upfield, you know? And yeah, like, I don't know. I, I think if you're the, this doesn't really relate to the Packers because it's not the same thing. You don't have Derrick Henry, but we need to do like, there needs to be some other kind of thing happening. Like mo- motion's getting old. I'm tired of motion. I'm yeah. tired of the Philly special. We need to, there needs to be something else happening here. I mean, Tom Brady, the the Leonard Fournette play was the death of the quarterback throwback. I think uh, what team killed the Philly special two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Was it the Bengals? Oh boy! Uh, let's see. The Giants did it and it didn't work, but they scored anyway. And then somebody did it terribly. Oh man, who was that? Was it the Bengals? Uh, the, oh, it was the Bengals. That's right. Bengals on Sunday night in Baltimore. Yes. Uh, so I don't know. Matt LaFleur, like, get in the get in the laboratory, you know? Legalize the fumble ruski. Uh bring that back. Yeah. Uh Statue of Liberty play based offense. I Nobody I'd sign fake up for that. spikes anymore either. Yeah. We should fake spike it more. Fake spike it ran or just spike it at random times. Just throw everyone off. <laughs> um I don't care about these downs. Have Aaron Rodgers give himself up and then and then draw a penalty. Oh, like Kenny, like the pit version of Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Like fake give yourself up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those are all options. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> There's no excuse. Um, you and I have. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm just picturing Matt LaFleur, like listening to this podcast and like furiously scribbling down these ideas. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> fake spike. Um, the coaches, though. And granted, they don't have time to do this. Coaches have so much stuff going on. But the availability of film that they have at their disposal where they can go to all available levels of college football and they have like a little overlay system that can be Mm -hmm. just like, show me every trick play that gained 20 or more yards in the NCAA this weekend. And they can watch them all in 40 seconds. Um, You know, we just have terrible game pass we can't do that so how do i know it's out there there's probably some cool stuff out there you know watch it do a whole script of it you know just show us that you're willing to get a little nuts you know man 50 uh 53 fake plays how how okay i i recognize that this is not gonna work right it's that it's screwed up and that it's not it's not gonna happen but yeah how pissed how messed up how stressed out would you be as a defense if you came out like Philly special, Statue of Liberty play, annexation of Puerto Rico, 
Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones from NFL NFL Quarterback Club '95. Um, <laughs> the one the one play that the Vikings have in uh, in uh, Tech Mobile that in doesn't Tech- work. <laughs> uh, the Anthony Carter, <laughs> the Anthony Carter end around when you want to lose eight yards. Yeah, uh, that one. Um, oh, what else could you do? You know, you just run them back to back to back to back to back. Um, you run like a hook and ladder. Um, just do it all back to back and then as a team what would you what would you do you'd be freaking out yeah pretty cool you know <laughs> or you'd just be watching the other team uh not move the ball <laughs> yeah or it'd just be two bad plays and then like an interception or a fumble or a punt yeah to but and it, to answer uh uh, to answer Tom's question here, oh yeah, sorry, uh, Tom. no, I, I don't think I don't think the Packers are heating up. I think they they have enough answers to kind of be you know maybe in the wild card hunt. You know you can stick around in games, and that's the thing. They're they're part of the goulash now. They're part of the twenty four team goulash. Uh, they're probably I think optimistically they're in the middle of it. Uh, I think you even argue that with the injury issues on defense, they're they're on the bottom half of that, but. Uh, yeah, I you know you just hope you catch a couple breaks. You hope you get a couple tipped interceptions. Uh, whatever Casey Hayward was uh, doing last year to <laughs> to keep getting hit in the chest with passes. Hope that happens again. Yeah. Well, that was good, Gary. I think uh, you know I don't know how many questions we actually answered, but I had a good time. I had a good time. We covered the weather. Uh, we got into foreign affairs a little bit. Uh, some mathematics in there, I think. What else did you ask for? It's a mailbag. The MMQB NFL podcast is Connor Orr and me, Gary Gramling. We are produced by Shelby Royson. SI's executive producer of podcasts is Scott Brody, and our senior podcast producer is Dan Bloom. Mark Mravik is emeritus editor of the MMQB, and Super Bowl champion Andy Benoit is the founder of the MMQB NFL podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this feed on Apple Podcasts, and once you do, please leave a rating and review because it really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify, Stitcher, SI.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.